0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Classic Quest Podcast. This is the show where we break down the classic hip-hop albums throughout the eras and talk about them song by song, Mm -hmm. giving our thoughts and opinions on each and every one, whatever strikes us. Um, My name is Holden Stefan Roy.
1: I am your lady friend, Bonnie.
0: And uh, today, we will be talking about a little little Jay-Z album. Mm -hmm. It's called In My Lifetime, Volume 1, and uh, yeah. Just to let you know, we're going to do the intro bit. You can totally skip that shit by checking the description of the video to see when we start talking about whatever. But um, we wanted to let you know at the beginning, we're not experts. And we know jay is a special one. So we're going to be a little <laughs> delicate today. Yeah. And we hope that y'all come into the comment section with your educations and your stories and you teach us a little something about whatever we fuck up or the things that we don't fully understand or help enrich our understanding because we're just going to be open about ignorance off the jump we have been reviewing albums for a while but to understand we're, still learning.
1: we're all the, we are we're always just learning
0: but like to understand the nuances of the hip hop game in the uh, late 90s uh, in well, new it's york it's also
1: understanding everybody's life and everybody's life is different and like what they went through is different so it's just kind of like trying to like put all the pieces together
0: it's also very different from our reality growing up in like the 2000s in Montreal, which is. So I grew up um, out
1: in like the country, frolicking in like the fields and stuff. So so,
0: so just all these different things. We, we do our best is what we're trying to say. But we take it seriously because we understand how important the culture really is. And part of that culture, I think, is this beautiful art of putting albums together, which I think a lot of people really used to focus on creating these dope projects full of songs you'd want to go back to and listen again again and i see a resurgence in that art coming back again and i think singles are lovely but let's talk about albums over here and uh yeah i don't know uh we do care a lot about your comments so if you do make that effort just to show you like that if you comment you know you might end up being our favorite comment from last week's video where we talked about Idea and Abilities' first born album, mm-hmm. and on we also that,
1: talked about Shades Lawrence' uh, Second Life.
0: We did, but that was the headspace. That's the new albums. Yeah. That's not the same thing. as the classic of the no, eras.
1: I just didn't want to forget.
0: No, no, you're fair. It's fair. Um, but on that video, we did the Idea and Abilities one. We mm-hmm. got a comment from Detriment Hip Hop, and I like this comment because he's almost like responding directly to some shit we said, tucked into the middle of the review. Yeah. Um, for me, those are cool comments because it really shows that like you were watched and it engaged you enough and this was in regards to a lyric about how weed leads to cocaine where i was like i don't know about that shit i know booze leads to cocaine but i don't know that many people that went from weed to cocaine right but then i started thinking about it even further outside of this comment what about those people who smoked the marijuana blunts that were laced with cocaine that mm-hmm. could and that was a whole other thing
1: right Don't even. that think about
0: definitely that. didn't really happen in my lifetime around me but does happen it way he goes i don't believe he's implying we directly listen to cocaine um big uh be, use be, but i know for fact drug users can definitely progress in a harder shit if social circumstances are there at the very least right especially during teenagers when it's less about wanting to do bong hits for any benefits and more about uh getting into drug culture to rebel and that's a very fair point because i mean the difference between me as a 31 year old thinking about this and idea as i believe a 1920 year old is that he was like young and teenage life was still, like, relevant. So seeing a bunch of dumb kids doing dumb shit for the sake of it is different than being in your 30s and maybe doing some shit because it has certain properties that make you feel like uh, less of an asshole in your daily life. Um, I like how you shaked your head there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so I really appreciated that comment because it helped expand my mind a little bit. And, you know, if you're not willing to change your mind, that's a, that's a weird approach to life, in my opinion. Still uh yeah i don't have a lot more to say here why don't we just jump into special thanks to the patrons ismail good chris prado jonathan barnes dj black car linda williams talk a bit about that, about that at the end but wanted to shout them out at the beginning while y'all here's while y'all are still here with us anyway um bonnie why don't you reintroduce the album that we will be talking about
1: well folks this week again um we are doing jay-z's in my lifetime Volume one, which came out November 4th,
0: 1997, which is cool. I had, I was a fresh young lad. I had just turned 10 years old the day before
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was a good time of life. I didn't know what a Jay-Z was yet at that point in my life. Yeah. So just to give you some context. Um, but this is the part of the show where we like to talk about how connected we are to the artist and our relationship with them because if you've been if you cop this when it was new and you were like all over reasonable doubt and whatnot you're gonna feel a very different way than say if you have just started reviewing jay-z albums and really didn't know what the fuck you were talking about when you embarrassed yourself on 444's <laughs> review like that's a, that's another approach that could happen yep. in your life if yep. you weren't exposed to it and you talked a bunch of shit you should check it out though. Feel free to give it a dislike. I know I talked some shit on that review. I would definitely <laughs> feel differently now. We'll probably review 444 just because, you know, I haven't gone through all his albums in the future. We're talking down the line. Okay. I could see how it would be like, "Cool to get to that point cuz Jay-Z, let's give him his credit. He got the he got the billionaire marker. He did it. Yep. He pulled that shit off." He
1: did. So like He's a rich bitch.
0: So, like, all things considered, if you look at his life and his legacy and how he gives back to the communities, how he helped all these people with their legal issues and everything about him, you're just like, you know what? Say what you will about Jay-Z, about yeah. whatever. The man today and now is worthy of looking at his music. And I do think um, it's a shame we haven't done more of them by now. Sorry, we'll do more Jigga. Um, <laughs> anyway, so as far as i guess how it goes why don't you tell us your connection to jay-z and how much how you feel about his music going into this review
1: um i don't know i don't know where he kind of like came into like my life i feel like it must have had been something to do with beyonce but um like you know crazy in love like when he's like in like the video with with her our um i think like and then what, like, Rihanna and Umbrella, that came later, I think. So, I mean, like, he was, like, on my, like, radar, like, and I did, but I just didn't really know, I didn't know him for his rap stuff, necessarily. I knew him for his, like, features on girl songs. (laughs) Fair (laughs) enough. So, like, I mean, I'm sure I had heard it, like, if it played on, like, you know, like, the general pop station that you know girls listen to or white girls listen to um you know in their teens then yes i would have heard it but otherwise um not so much i mean i know like some songs but that's it yeah nothing um, significant
0: so there's definitely a whole bunch of jay-z's hits i am aware of that i've heard over the years i remember the very first one of them that enthralled me was a little something called big Pimpin. And then there was the H to the is O, V to the is E, easy, easy whatever that one is. um I really like that track a lot. I was like in high school, and a lot of people were bumping some shit. And I would, I, I can say I listened to Volume Three. At one point Because okay. as I brought up a few times My dad had this random ass stash of rap music That was just sitting there in CDs Maybe I wasn't supposed to know about And I remember listening to it
1: Secretly your dad's like a thug
0: I don't know I think he was trying <laughs> to impress this guy So he like listened to a bunch of rap and whatever um, But like, I didn't get the Jay-Z album like, At that point Because I was a 12 year old white kid Who had no idea about anything And so I moved on to more fun albums Like T M X. Because that was the one that really got me when I was young. Um,
1: More straightforward.
0: It was a little easier. X is
1: going to give it to you, and no, no,
0: earlier than that. It Hmm. was, uh, and then there was X. I remember, like, who we anyway. That that's maybe next week. Just a little foreshadowing. Um, Either way, I never really listened to Jay Z's albums. Um, I just know his hits. And then, like, when I say, like, then you get his later end of his career, it's like, forever young, I want to be... And you're like, this is the guy everybody says the greatest of all time, him, doing yeah. this shit now? And, like, City of New York. And yeah, you're like, that one.
1: I mean, and I also... What was that, the other one that I knew everybody knew uh, was, like, the Hard Knock Life one because of, like, Little Orphan Annie or whatever?
0: And, again, like, I, and I've heard that, and I've heard a whole bunch of them or like... Can, uh, can i get it was always fun can i get it in the morning without i give it you half of my dough and even that was a good one i really enjoyed it but like end of the day i didn't really know jay-z's story and i feel like if you don't understand his story his music's like real like hard so even when we did reasonable doubt it was kind of like a top level understanding of jay-z and we did review reasonable doubt so this is like collectively our second and i did do the 444 when it dropped woefully unprepared for why that album was cool now actually even just having really listened to two of his albums and like looking into it more i understand why 444 was a very significant and interesting album down to like cool shit like apparently the way the beats are constructed there's no four bars that repeat throughout the whole album it just keeps evolving every four bars and that's just crazy shit Mm -hmm. but um so then we get to this point where we did the reasonable doubt a while ago probably didn't really understand why he was so good and still you know but getting it a little bit more i feel like now when i listen to it i'm like Oh, I had a real moment of understanding Of Jay-Z's talent On this project as we went through it I just felt like I would say something like I respect he's good because I said all that other shit And there might be somebody going This motherfucker best not be disrespecting Jay-Z No 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 I used to disrespect Jay-Z Because I don't really understand him but no, when I listen to this shit, I have some fucking epiphanies and stuff along the way that we'll get into. Um, but we can talk about In My Lifetime Value 1, the title. Um, I think it's an interesting title. Yeah.
1: Because
0: you know that this is going to be about him and his world and his story. And I think in a, in a world where you're supposed to keep shit real... You know, it's uh, it's a cool way to, like, put it. Like, what you're getting on this is the facts of my life.
1: Oh. also the things that have happened in his lifetime. He's kind of saying, like, he's lived through some times that are maybe different from, like, today, you know? So it's, you know, it's things that he's lived through, um, you know, being of a certain age or whatever, that he can say, like, I was there for this. Like, this happened, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's things like that.
0: And if I'm not mistaken, I read somewhere that he was only gonna make reasonable doubt and it was gonna be like a one off art project, drop it, I'm done, I'm not gonna keep rapping. But then when Biggie died, it changed. Somebody
1: had to keep rapping.
0: Had to like keep up the <laughs> shit, you know? And, uh, and I think represent... that's uh fascinating. Honestly that he originally wasn't gonna keep doing it. It was just gonna make his statement and bounce. But then he ended up turning into the character that we know today. Like anyway uh, the cover is fine It's white yeah. He's there in a black jacket and a white tee You can see he's got a nice little watch there Made sure you can see his watch He's looking at you like the fuck you want the fuck you know about some shit He's young
1: yep.
0: He he doesn't look like he giggles yet Because we've all heard the JC giggle <laughs> uh, Yeah. I don't know maybe he did giggle back then Either way
1: No I don't think so
0: I don't, I don't have a lot he, to say he's about still this like, cover
1: Yeah I mean it's just him basically
0: it's fine anyway you know it's a bold move starting your album off with a medley so let's talk about intro slash a million and one questions slash rhyme Why no, no more slash no that was it so this starts off with pain in the ass and you might think i might be complaining but no as you as you definitely know mm-hmm. the guy who does the first part is literally pain in the ass yep. which i thought was fun um and what he he does this little intro bit that's really cool because i really like carlito's way and when it's like that little scene when he's in the hospital and it's like somebody's pulling me closer to the ground is how it starts off and then the i am panicked i've been here before those are two lines directly from the movie you know as he describes his little thing as he's on the hospital don't take me there etc And then simultaneously you have scenes like only yesterday when i got on the stage in front of the crowd and showed him who i was and what was what man Look at this sucker I ain't no rapper I'm a hustler It just so happens I know how to rap And that's an interesting premise Right Because if you look at Jay-Z Like In the first frame of light Like he's a rapper Etc Etc That very much discredits all that he is. It's almost like Kanye says, people like to put people in boxes and shit. And you shouldn't necessarily do that. Jay-Z's a hustler, and one of the things he's hustling is going to be this rap music. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but before I go into that, why don't you describe how you feel about it?
1: Um, Well, I mean, I was kind of thinking the same sort of thing. Um, I mean, basically, it starts off and, you know, he's like, I'm a a hustler first, rapper second, Um, you know, and he's kind of willing to do whatever it is to make money, you know, and he's willing to do the grind to do whatever that is, whether it's selling drugs, whether it's rapping, whether it's, you know, doing whatever else he's doing now, Um, just like investing like in real estate or whatever. Um, And he's kind of saying that he was the top dog when he was selling drugs on the street. So, you know, why would it kind of be any different now that he's rapping? He's going to be the best rapper, like whatever. Um, You know, he just kind of always makes it to the top is what he's kind of saying. And he was saying that, you know, he did his last album and then he went and did some like underground stuff Um, and now he's back making like real like, you know, hits that, you know, real bangers and like he's going to make this album for us. Um, so it's good. It basically sets the tone um, as to like what he's about and what the album's going to, you know, potentially be about. And um, now that he's making, uh, you know, it kind of just reminds us of like his like come up of like this is where he came from and this is where he's at now. And um, it's good. I give it a four point two five. So I wanna just something I was
0: thinking about is. There is going to be certain people who can say some shit like, I know what y'all asking yourself, is he ever going to fall off? No. And then when you look at that shit 20 years later, you're like, well, he was right. He never (laughs) fell off. And uh, Jay-Z, in light of everything, backed up all his claims. Historically, it's just that. I mean, he's a billionaire now. He's no longer an eight-figure guy. He's a ten-figure guy. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if when he spits that shit, he's gonna be like ten. Give like he like, just wants you to really know it. But like, and I say that with like, su- like supreme respect, man. Like, you don't just make a billion dollars. That's not just some <laughs> shit. You yeah. Like,
1: especially like you know he was like selling crack before, and now he's. Now he's a billionaire.
0: Like, so many people... Like, even if you, if you look at Dr. Dre's net worth, he's no longer quite where he was and stuff. Like, Jay-Z's not going to lose it. He's, he's just going to end up... Like, he's gunning. He might if he has it his way break into the top like 10 billionaires on earth type shit and when you look at billionaire charts once you got 1 billion there's really nothing to stop you from coming up with the next idea that makes you 100 billion and that's the crazy part about billionaires either way so i was thinking about that right away and i'm like huh like and the fact that he just knew it back then and he just had that plan mapped out now there's a big thing that changed i suppose between um when i last reviewed J. Z. and now and in general the last couple years of my life is just understanding business and how to make money and the science and the art of money and the language of corporate executives and shit. and another epiphany i've had over the last couple years is how similar the crack game and the rap game is to the software game because i understand the software game pretty well and the software game is really just the e-commerce game and the music game is really just the e-commerce Every game. industry is just and if you really think about the drug game and you think about silk road it's really just an e-commerce enterprise as well at this point i mean granted it's not the same shit that jay-z was fucking with but if jay-z came up today he would be the guy who was cryptocurrency and all the success on silk road he wouldn't you know because he's that kind of smart motherfucker anyway so seeing the parallels between the ruthlessness of business regardless to become a top executive requires a line of thinking and once i understood that like jay-z is just one of those guys like i mean i don't want to compare benny the butcher to jay-z and put them and say that they're in the same like league in terms of whatever because i don't really know how people feel about that shit but when i listened to benny the butcher earlier this weekend i was like that motherfucker knows some shit and he's trying to like educate you in the proper ways of like doing things successfully yeah
1: that's cool
0: and i feel like jay-z does exactly the same thing with his music and part of this album though is a little bit on the defensive so like I, one of the books right there is winning off his politics and shit so he takes a defensive a lot of speculation on the monies i've made honeys of slayed. how is he for real is that really paid and the way he delivers these lines is truly spectacular because he just kind of like rambles in the way that i talk kind of really quick but he manages to fit everything on beat to lay up the rhymes like exactly the way they're supposed to be. Like he never misses the rhyme points and everything just flows. Like it could be this erratic line followed by this swag line. Like Jay Z doesn't have this like constant flow. It's almost. A conversation that he's having with you which i kind of really appreciate personally when i'm listening to it like that's jay-z's cool. just kind of talking to me and he has a swag like there's an absolute confidence like hustlers have dealt with the direct is it truly stayed in beef and slept with the tech what's the position you hold can you really match a triple platinum artist buck by buck but only a single going gold and that's like powerful shit right there he's like i got the numbers what about you yep. oh you think you're gonna come at me oh <laughs> huh, you got a gold record okay you know like can you see that like i've got enough legit money coming in now that i can just crush you like that shit you know and then just to kind of like you know look at shit like for the millionth time asking me questions like wendy williams harassing me wendy williams is surprisingly fun to watch like she you, do, is. She's you don't addictive. want She's like a little like you don't queen. want to watch it but once you get into the cycle you'll spend she like an hour like, on that shit the pot. I love it's it. terrible shit but like <laughs> you'll spend an hour easy just sucked up in the wendy williams universe um you know then get upset when i catch feelings can i get a minute to breathe and in that minute you leave while you're looking at my lease spinning on my sleeve And it's just kind of like you can feel the the sense that everyone's mad at Jay-Z for being the guy to do what he said he was going to do. So instead of accepting it, because like reasonable doubt is pretty fucking stellar. So instead of accepting that, you know, this was all a legitimate documentation of a life, you know, where um, based on things like statutes of limitations and the fact that if you're convicted of shit, you mean in theory you serve your time, you get out of jail, whatever whatever happens, you're allowed to do it. Like I was thinking, there's no statute of limitations in Canada. So Canadian people can never talk about their crimes, but American people can talk about their crimes. That's an interesting It explains difference. a lot.
1: It explains like how rappers are able to like talk about certain things that they've done.
0: I think in a lot of places it's like seven years so in theory if you did some shit when you were 15 and you're now like 28 you can just talk about all the shit you did as a teenager in your early 20s you know without any consequence yeah. it, unless murder or a couple of exceptions to the statute of limitation i don't know what changes state by state that's not really the issue um either way i like how it's flowing in and he, so he has like an answer to all your questions and he wants to ask you one first how badly you want to know oh you do pop and then you like ends it like that the Aaliyah a little sample comes back in and it flows into a more flossier flow like motherfuckers can't rhyme no more but crime no more till I'm no more cause I'm so raw right off the jump kind of putting it out like how are you supposed to come up here and rap about that shit knowing that jay-z is like one of the greatest at it and while there probably are others that have come in and done some shit proper like he is one of the more successful versions of it you know so it's like hard to to criticize that but i feel like it's a flossy strong point to come in at this point he's probably still very fresh in his mind that past life and you know You feel it like you feel the fact that Jay-Z has nothing to hide in his music. Like, this is facts. He's just bringing up shit that actually happened in his real. So, I don't know. I feel like he is that raw. And I like it. You know, my flow exposed holes that define yours. Wasn't for me. Still be dying for whores. But I hate when I see his back of mine when yours. And I love the fact that he doesn't even cold cut it. He's like, yo, these are whores that you're dealing with. He's not even, like, sugar cutting it. Like, everyone tries to pretend, like, going to a strip club and spending $30,000 to have sex with a woman is different than sleeping with a prostitute but i feel like jay-z is the kind of guy who's like fuck it that's the arrangement i'm gonna just cut through the chase and spit it like i see it anyway it all it just flows out real good i fucking like it a lot you know started from the kraken and then so sweet freaked it to the rap game Jigga the og on mtv telling him how i sold d and used to bag work up out of apartment 4b and you're just like shit eh you know, he's kind of like, yo, I just made a lot of money going up on TV, doing some shit that you can fact check. It's legit. And I like that. And it just starts on. Then I won't low-key, low key, and now I'm back. It's all motherfuckers. And it just, like, <laughs> kind of ends with his jigger. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. And it's like, all right, that was a really strong start to this album. Um, I'm going to say that lyrically, it's fresh. Like... I love listening to Jay-Z rap like this. Like, he's still hungry. He still hasn't achieved it all. Like you he's,
1: can- he's made it, but he's de- he's definitely not, like, billionaire status.
0: Like, I'm not saying Jay-Z doesn't try hard in his most recent work, but I'm saying he's not hungry in the way that he is in this work. Still, I get his track of 4.5 on 5. Like, I think it's ridiculously fucking good. Uh, but the beats are a little bit... They're hit or miss on my mood. They're extremely well produced, but it's so New York in an area yeah. where, like, I don't know if, like, this isn't what I would put on to vibe, but I would put it on because I respect how dope it is.
1: Yeah. Yep. I agree with you.
0: Did you give your grade? Yeah. All right. So the city is mine. Mine. I did something I normally don't do when Ooh. I do these reviews. So. As you all probably know, the beautiful Black Street thingy here is from a Glen Frey song titled You Belong to the City, which is a song kind of about how you are in this big old city like New York, but you're lonely and blah, blah, blah. And I listened to all five minutes of that original song, and it's not really my cup of tea. It's very well made. It's probably from that like era where smooth jazz was number one and shit and it's totally not my cup of tea so what like
1: the 1950s or something
0: no the 80s the number one song in 87 is like fucking kenny g G. which is crazy shit
1: it really is when you think about it i
0: am thinking about it
1: who the hell decided
0: saxophone
1: that's the way to go. So a bunch that's of, where the money I, is. I
0: guarantee you a Sexical. bunch of people had sex to Kenny G, and that's <laughs> how that shit became number one. It became like a soundtrack to fuck to because...
1: Yeah,
0: like the, It didn't become the cliche <laughs> for, like, sex romance in a cheeky way because it, that had to be based on the fact that a bunch of honkies somewhere were, like, fucking banging to Kenny G it like was, it was hot I shit. Think
1: it, I think it was maybe, like like the 80s was like the like the like the era of like the synthesizer and i think that might have been fun to like like that noise of the saxophone might have been fun to synthesize with kenny
0: g was just playing that shit.
1: i know like he's a great saxophone there's no like
0: words or anything it's just elevator music was the number one song anyway so i listened to that shit, and the city is uh yours or whatever has some songs but what i thought was fascinating is because the black street chorus is basically to hook it at song but way better, I'll be honest. Like they sing it nicer, and I don't really know that outside of No Diggity, I have heard anything from Blackstreet. So yeah. that was really cool, mm-hmm. and they kind of take it. You belong to the city, you belong to the night. In the river of darkness, he's a man of the night, and that's kind of like a little twist. It's like okay, so we're getting into the streets now a little bit, just to take like and whatever. Um, you know a twist on a song of social isolation and bad anxiety in the city and make it the jay-z song um and i like how they really kept the same baseline and the saxophoning and i don't like having like heard it just about a back-to-back the amount of the original song they managed to repurpose and i'm gonna say it make it good okay from that crap that it was where you could (laughs) hear there was some cool elements in it mixed with this awful Whatever it was, I don't know. It's just not my cup of tea. But then have Jay Z come in with that wicked, like, flip up and shit, you know? What the deal, Playboy? Just rest your soul. And here we're talking a little bit about Notorious. Which is sad. Mm-hmm. I'll be holding it down. You know, still love the dough. Got these ladies on the, the cock now. You know how we go. Got the whole world on lockdown. You know how we flow. Don't worry about book, Brooklyn. I continue to flame. Therefore, a world with amnesia. Won't forget your name. Arnie's right. He was prophetic there, too. The whole world still loves, admires, and respects Biggie. Well, uh,
1: he died. Biggie was, you know, he died in March of 1997. And this came out November of 1997. So, it makes sense. I mean, this is, you know, a fresh fresh news and this is probably like you know it was right after after he died that he was writing this and stuff so it makes sense
0: yeah um and then it just kind of like flows in and i think what this song is doing is two things one it's like rest in peace to biggie but second i'm i'm taking the torch that you had and i'm gonna I'm be like you know because biggie was the king of new york so now he's gone who's the new king and i know and we know about the j i don't know about you know but jay-z and Nas went at it for a little while i don't really know how this fits into the beef but diverse mentality really just did a a, a great breakdown of the whole jay-z naz beef so you can like, like historically what happened hmm. okay i'm not convinced i agree with his summations okay. of the the thing but it's pretty cool to just look at the history of the different shots that came through and stuff that maybe you didn't know about that happened from that point of view hmm. But yeah, you know, like he's uh, taking his rap shit serious to his demise. You know, Jay shit, like Cake Mix, Watch Me Rise. I don't like how he can just kind of do that kind of silly shit where it's like in the middle of everything else where it's like he he could be just talking about the hardest shit. He'll just also swap in some shit. like Some
1: regular ass uh, stuff. Because
0: like, what does Cake do? It rises. I
1: made Cake last night.
0: It didn't rise that much. But like, it <laughs> it's not meant to. Anyway um basics in the basement wasted asking my dog for advice when he can't say shit my hatred is fueled just give me a sign and i let the world know that the city is my what and then it kicks back in so i almost just like picture him in a dark alleyway just kind of walking through being all pensive thinking about biggie comes across excalibur in microphone form sitting in a rock and he goes reasonable doubt is not going to be my only project i'm gonna make a billion dollars Picks up the golden microphone out of the rock, helps Rihanna make a lot of money, becoming the best uh, female singer of
1: all time money-wise. Yeah, and great makeup line, and now she's got like lingerie and clothing. And Jay
0: Z's a mogul, motherfucker. Mm-hmm.
1: And he creates moguls, so I think that's that's
0: it. He's what Ty Lopez wants to be.
1: I mean, look at Beyonce. Like she's like a. I mean, she's obviously a billionaire with him. She's, you know, they're 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 coexisting. I think that's uh, pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, anyway, and then the second verse is kind of like, you know, y'all want to know how I flow? Just see, could you find? I'm like a brain and a voice boss. to speak my mind. About to redefine rap, mommy. Either I'm the illest doing it or these is losing it. I read an article that said I was ruining shit. But every time I look, I'm moving units in quick. And just the way he, like, again, maintains that, like, conversational flow in the way he keeps delivering the lines. But he, he's making points here, right? Like, it's not just rapping like he's he's letting you know i got a little bit of a mission here i'm actually that fucking good um i don't really care what you have to say with this shit I'm a real kind of boss dude. I'm not into the flossy shit to the point where he's going to buy the rollie and then ice it at the same time. Because who the fuck is time to go back twice, you know? Yeah. How real is that shit? I copped a car back in 89, you know, whatever. It's my city. I've been doing it for real forever. You know, then in the third verse, it's like, I'll take your girl. Because, you know, your I mean strong enough. Plus, you don't stay in the studio long enough. I'll make hits while y'all stay hating and take breaks. And Even from there... There's a bit of a difference between people, right? And I think that's what makes Jay-Z brilliant is because he, look, in his office politics books, it goes, when other people are winning, don't be salty. In fact, what you need to do is go into overdrive and try even harder and accomplish even more shit. And that is how you can kind of uh, create accomplishments. And what is Jay-Z doing here? He's saying, y'all are being hater butts. I think
1: it's it. People need to just be like, hey, good job. Um, I bet you I can do better.
0: But, but Even even more to the point, all the time and energy spent complaining or going to the radio to talk shit, that's time you're not spent working on your craft to actually get better to compete. Yeah. Like, Jay-Z, while he's not, since he's not complaining, it's like he's taking, like if we were to correlate it to fighting, Jay-Z has more time to go to the gym to get stronger than if you're sitting there being a hated ass whining with your boys and then you're not in the gym training because you're distracted, your mentality's not proper. Mm-hmm. And then it's just he's just fly with the rest of the verse. And then I like the way he ends it with, "I'm a I'm the focal point like Biggie in his prime on the low shh, this city is mine," where it's like. I think he's self-aware enough to know that it could be, like, perceived a little bit as tacky to, like, come in and claim the city so close after the death of Biggie. But, like, fuck that. He's doing it anyway. Yeah. So it, it still mean, shows like, that like respect. Any,
1: like any, like, um, you know, royal family or any king or any pope or anything, like, it's, like, immediately after. Like, I mean, what I think it was, um, like, Jackie Kennedy, like, still had, like, the blood of, like jfk like on her while like a new president was being like introduced so this shit is like takes over immediately so it makes sense that he's kind of like nope i'm the king now
0: but like what's crazy is just like when he goes and says shit like i ain't a player get it right i'm controlling the game now if you hear that on on a first hand it feels flossy On the second hand, it's the way you should be thinking if you want to achieve success. (laughs) And that's what I like about a Jay-Z type character where he gives you really good business advice and he's willing to honestly take the time to share how he thinks like i bet if jay-z had typed this into a 280 page book backed with historical examples it would be like a number one bestseller for how to take become note, a folks. business tycoon <laughs> and that's what i think is super cool because like the advice he slips in is pretty fresh if you're willing to like listen for it yep. i thought this song was absolutely brilliant to listen to i thought the the hook was great um just a balance of of like the two subject matters being like how just how incredible is it to be equally a rest in peace track while also equally being fuck y'all i'm here like that's that's a delicate balance to pull off where most people would probably fuck it up it's a five on five to me
1: wow um i feel like when i like i had listened to it a couple of times without um like sitting down and like going through the lyrics um, and as soon as I heard it, um, while looking at the lyrics, I was like, oh, of course it is. Like, like it's Blackstreet, like, and like, they were like super popular. I mean, they only had one hit as far as I am aware of, but well, like that I one know, hit guess. was super popular. Um, and so like, it made sense that like, that was kind of like featured because I was like, well, who is this like boy band or like, you know. R&B style—it's like on here mixed in, um, but like now that I see like who's featured, all, it all kind of makes sense, um, especially like at the time. So it was an interesting mix of like styles and sounds. Um, like kind of like You know the R&B With a little bit more Like a harder um, Like like rap So it was kind of cool To have that uh, Mixed together um, Which is something That I feel like He really took on um, In a few songs On this album Like he definitely liked That kind of sound Like the R&B Mixed with like the rap So I think that's kind of cool Like I that think, kind of fusion
0: I do think that's Label influence I think that's yeah? people Being like Make the shit So it sells Right Cause fundamentally i think that's his goal is to create a dope product
1: like he's making something that everybody's going to like that he's trying he's he's just trying to to get like his sound out there i think yeah and, and get exposure and so, and so he knows like the smartest way to do it is like bring in this like super popular um B band well
0: it's also like if you can't cross over out of the underground into a pop sphere and get radio play you can't get the money like it's just probably not that possible in the 90s
1: mm-hmm okay um i mean it definitely also like feels very like new york and like new york-esque um and just sort of like that kind of like raw gritty but like still like mixed in with like the i don't know there's something about it that makes it sound like new york city i don't know what it is um i don't know what they're doing over there but it works um, and I think that overall, like, I think, yes, there's, like, the whole thing about Biggie. Um, but I think that, um, he's also kind of, like, saying, like, no matter what, like, he's still from, like, the streets, and he's kind of, like, repping, like, where he's from. Um, and sort of, like, the king, like, the city is, is his kingdom, and he's going to, you know, because it's where he came from, he kind of grew up on the streets, and, um, you know, evolved on the streets. So, um, he feels like like the city is his like he's got the power he's got the control and you know he can do whatever he wants and he's kind of like feeling a little invincible um and at the same time it's sort of like a 1980s like because because of like the saxophone mixed in um it sounds sort of like a 1980s love ballad to the city kind of like he's you know he loves the city you know for his good and it's bad um and for like you know making him what he is and for giving him the success that he has so i think it's cool i think it's uh it's true to him um i give it a 4.4 4 on five
0: all right um why don't we move on then and we can talk about what the how he knows what the girl's like. Yeah. I can just hear the B-boys breakdancing to this motherfucking beat the way that it's <laughs> kicking in. Can we just say that Diddy has awful ad-libs? <laughs> like,
1: what? when you get what? to that
0: third verse, you're like... The only reason Diddy probably really got laid was his money and connections to people. Because, like, he's just not cool. He's rich, he's powerful. I maybe shouldn't insult him because maybe one day he could hire me at Revolt you know, or something. You
1: know, I just want to say, I just want to speak for Diddy on on Diddy's behalf.
0: He's even, like, kind of attractive. I'll give it to him.
1: No, no, no. I just want to say something because I was, you know, because I'm, you know, if, you, if you've been around here long enough, you know that I like Mary J. Blige. And so I was, like, watching her um, Lifetime Achievement um, Acceptance Award and her performance from last night at the BET Awards. And, like, she, like, personally thanked... Um, Diddy for being like such a great guy to her and being like such a great influence to her like she like You know pointed him out and she like had like little Kim performing with her. So I thought that was kind of cool um, But yeah, I mean it uh, so he obviously ha- Like is a I'm good not guy saying that he's
0: not a bad guy <laughs> I'm saying that his ad-lib game is corny. <laughs>
1: but but people mean... like it it's part of what he does it's like listening to Easy E. Okay, maybe he's not the greatest rapper, but you like, wanna listen to him. Like
0: it is a strong word. Often you'll like tolerate it because you need it. So it's like you got a lot of amazing shit and it comes with big uh, it comes with uh, Diddy's ad libs. And so the ninety percent of it you love is good, but then Diddy's ad libs are still there and you're like <laughs> okay, I guess it comes with the package. Like, I'm not, like, if you like Diddy's ad-libs, I'm, maybe you do. And I'm not trying <laughs> to insult your opinion or anything.
1: It's just what he does. I've never
0: heard it on a song where it enhanced the song. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's comedy gold. That's what I wrote down. But I, I wanted to give a lot of credit to Jay-Z and just his ability to uh, make shit rhyme. And I think that's what makes him incredible is that conversational tone and his ability to flow things in a way where they just rhyme perfectly. Like when he goes, vacate away, and he just says it in such a way where, like, because it would be away. But no, he doesn't say that. Vacate away, and he just rhymes. But he also
1: has, like, that Brooklyn accent a little bit. Like, I mean, obviously not quite like that. Like, that's, like, full blown Italian, what I just kind of did. Or not full blown, but. Um, but like he he has like a little bit of an accent if
0: you really listen for it all over this album you'll find and i I know i wrote on another one to exemplify the point again but all over the album he'll just make things work in a way that is the kind of shit people praise eminem for doing and i think that's really cool of him. um lyrically this is one of the better songs on the album about intercoursing with the ladies that we're gonna get because It really is paying homage to a song called I Know What Boys Like by The Waitresses. So I spent another four minutes of my life listening to that motherfucker. I know what that
1: song is. I didn't have to look
0: it up. I knew what it was. I know what boys like. So when Mm -hmm, you hear the chorus, mm -hmm. what you don't maybe realize at first is that's actually paying homage to
1: what the actual
0: 80s song sounded like. That's what the original sounds like. And then the girls in the whole song, a bit of a tease. To the point where she has a whole part where she's like, I'll let you touch me. I'll let you do whatever you want for a while. And you can just feel like everyone's getting excited. Like after this whole song of her not letting you doing it. And she just goes, sucker. I know what boys like. And I'm like, that's a cool ass woman. I don't like her. Um, and then, anyway, so this song is kind of the Jay-Z take on that song. Which I'm like wow that's a that's creative yeah and uh, i think
1: again like an 80s hit like he's definitely going for like an 80s vibe with this album well it's clearly
0: like his influences what he grew up with but i saw one definition for creative recently that i really liked that all genuine creativity is is the ability to take things that already exist and rearrange them in a new way Yep. so the fact that jay-z is able to get a source like the waitress's song and turn it into this is really remarkable i don't like the hook when little kim does it and i don't really like the hook when the waitresses does it either but it serves its purpose as being the obnoxious whiny girl role it's supposed to be you know it's
1: like everything that's on this earth is already on this earth you know okay. it's already like the products are already there everything's Anyways. just created again
0: and then jay-z <laughs> lets you know how he gets girls so peep the script, scope honey from the whip uh, yep. jumped out like yo who the fuck you with flash the jewels because that's the rule that like could girl, spend a lot of cash for her shoes so he can identify ladies who put that effort into you know having the nice things and simultaneously he'll make sure you know he's got the money to accommodate face natural can i get at you or natural can i get at you is you know the way he can flow it he's just really nice saw a spot on the body look nice with a tattoo with my name but didn't want to jump the gun proper wisdom when you're feeling those impulsive grandiose things you want to say on that first date when you meet boo you don't want to say them right away because you might scare the girl away or and he goes in a different direction you don't know how many people she's humping right now you know you don't know she's very gorgeous yeah and he's been around some cute ladies who mm-hmm. he calls whores that uh either him or his boys have done been up in that before and so he's hoping you're different we're gonna be a little patient so he can give you a baby and all that if it's right and uh ride it till the night and I'm like, well, that's an interesting set of priorities. Give her the life and whatnot and encourage her to ride that dick until uh, the morning, which is smart. Typically, if you want the best level of fellatio, you should go to town first. And then the fellatio you receive after is that gratitude fellatio, which is significantly better than the not gratitude driven fellatio. Because there's levels to this shit when so all up in that. There's levels to it um anyway i really like it and how he kind of wants to feel her out but uh you know he wants to make sure that people like if you're the right girl he'll deck you up so proper that you won't even i mean look at beyonce they got a serious situation yeah i mean they can go to the louvre and just make a music video that's some rich people shit and then little kid for them while i love the way um, she rhymes like pow and mile and ta and all that like I thought it sounded real good there's almost nothing in her verse where I thought it was like real interesting um, whatever I mean there's some empowerment so you can call me a slut who gives a fuck that's fine shit i'm good with mine i can tell by your shoes you know what i want fuck a prenup give me half up front my sex be the best so we split the cost you can stop saying mine start saying ours so like it's actually a game well crafted in the regard of she's an independent woman let's do this as a team let's cut the possessive crap i'm equal value to you and whatnot but the whole first half of the verse doesn't do that much for me except i guess she's trying to establish she's not like those random ass girls that are just gonna fuck you for your money she's an established lady capable of making her money so i take it back it's pretty like solid all things considered and then Jay-Z flosses again in the third verse, and it's fine. There's not a whole bunch. I mean, it, it all rhymes really well. You know, invite your friends over. Let their way through the beds and rovers before they reach the door. Like, make sure you see the wealth that you're encountering. Understand what you get in not being here, ladies. Try extra hard. All I gotta say, you know. Anyway, it's a fine song for what it is. I think, honestly, Jay-Z can spit the player shit in a way that you can tell that he doesn't necessarily do this on his looks so i'm giving him a 4.25 on 5 okay
1: um so yeah clearly this was the days before beyonce um so he talks about that he likes you know pretty girls and stylish girls um and he kind of wants them to like like head over heels basically with him and like get like their name tattooed on them which is pretty damn like vain on like his half but like also kind of dumb like for like the girl to do that kind of thing but I mean hey girls do it and you know it happens Um, and then this is like you know he clearly likes sex and that's what this is about basically and the girl has to have like great sex and like perform well
0: but like, it's more like you have to be the right kind of like i know what you like you want all these things like these yeah. jewels and shit
1: no he understands that like he's basically he's saying like he likes all of like the bad girls all of, like the wrong type of girls and he he's for it like he's for like everything that they want like he's you know he's going out with these gold diggers and he's well aware of what they are And he's just, you know, he's going to make them work for it, um, basically, is kind of what it is. Like, you know, he's like, if you want all these things, that's cool, but you need to, like, ride my dick like no other. And I think that's basically what it is. Um, And then we have, like, little Kim, and she's basically like, you know, do whatever you gotta do to get rich, guys. And, you know, like whatever and like have the con- like the confidence and have like some like wild sex and like in order to get what you want and get what you need from like these guys like you know like you need to like stand out and be like extraordinary you know and, and like get them to like really spoil you um and then you know he's also saying like he likes girls in lingerie. Like he's laying it all out. He's like you know basically saying like here's the checklist of all the things I like, ladies. So go get, buy yourself some lingerie, and then you can come see me. Um, and you know if um, a girl like a girl if a girl is like this, then like the guy will dish out on expensive things. You know if he does if she does all these things. And so it's sort of like a an unspoken exchange of power. Um, for from, like, the girl and the guy. And, like, they're both getting what they want. They're both getting laid. They're having, you know, a partner. They're having some fun. And, like, you know, maybe it'll turn into something. And then, yeah, like you said, then there's Diddy that's there. He's just kind of whispering things in the background and <laughs> just being Diddy, you know, what he does in the ad libs and whatever. Um So, I mean, I also gave it a 4.25. Um, it's good, but there's really, like... He's not really saying much, but he's also being a little bit raunchy, and like he's clearly young, well, and like I think he's living almost
0: like putting it out there to the ladies. If you're willing, like to like he's do... he's
1: willing to indulge if you're willing to indulge.
0: If you yeah, like if you'll put it up, I'm the real deal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a relevant point because in the next track, we're gonna talk about the imaginary player. Did you happen to uh, catch the little music video to this?
1: Um. I, I stumbled upon it, yes
0: It was pretty funny Not often do we get a music video That truly exemplifies the point The song is trying to make So well as having Jay-Z show up at the club with his people Having a little Rockefeller corner They're all looking flossy And then throughout the video There's the wonky guy and his people who show up Trying to fit in pretending like they're players And you can see like the difference Jay-Z in them simple colors mm-hmm. They're not trying to look exuberant Calm, these guys have all this flashy shit. Like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. Um, shit, like, the waitress comes with the bottle and he's like, yo, yo, how much is it? <laughs> If you have to ask you can't afford it is basically what she says and then a funny little clip is when he's like yo we can split a glass guys like
1: you know yeah, like, and you just start
0: no. to like the longer they hang out the more you can see their ghetto tomfoolery taking place and you just you just can't be an imaginary player next to the likes of jay-z And so from like an album placement point of view, it's really well done because in the last song, we get the sense of the type of player that Jay-Z is. And then other people might not be that kind of player, as you'll see. Like, you know, I was popping that Cristal when y'all people thought it was beer and shit, Mm -hmm. you know, wearing that platinum shit when y'all chicks thought it was silver and shit. And he's like probably got a point like the pre-internet people would see not maybe know, but he was already that wealthy that he knew to quote the great Pusha T. If you know, you know. You know. Yep. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about this track?
1: Um, I mean, I think it's it's pretty simple. Um, he's OG. He's rolling in money now and like he's going to forever. Like he's making smart and wise investments um, and he he's got the skills and he's got the know how. Um, and like he's not gonna let this go Um, he's like a sick rapper and um, this is sort of like a a braggy song a little bit Um, and says like you ain't got no shit or like you know your fame is like temporary like what you have isn't going to be like sustainable and isn't going to be long-lasting like you may have like one song that people know but what else like you know he's like going to keep going um like he yeah he's going to be long lasting and they're all talk and like he's had it um and like had to like sell it after like and i like what he's talking about i think he talks about like like the guy's jewelry like he he doesn't have it after like a while and so he's like well either like he had to sell it or it was stolen from him or whatever like you know he just looks like a fool um But he's saying, like, that's not him. Like, he's living, like, this top, like, top life. And, um, you know, he has lots of money and, you know, will continue to. That's basically what he says. And um, everybody else is kind of, like, below him or whatever. Um, So it's a good braggy song. It's, again, very, like, New York sounding. I don't know how else to, like, describe it. I don't know what it is that makes it New York sounding. I think it's, like, like, you know, like, L.A. sounds a little bit more...
0: Like, your car's gonna bounce.
1: Yeah. Like you're, like, you're going outside, like, it's sunny. Whereas, like, in, like, LA, it's a little bit dirtier, colder. Like, it's, like, that kind of, like, feeling. So, um, I gave it a
0: 4.25. So, this is one of those times where we have to really think about how much the man behind the music really matters. And to me, it matters a whole bunch because okay. that real shit, whatever. And it matters because, like, a guy who's living a life will be able to write about the life that he's living. Whereas the people who are it will be kind of spitting some fantasy shit just saying anything. Like, I can't picture Jay-Z actually saying a lyric, like, cooking up dope with a Uzi. Because it's kind of a preposterous (laughs) notion. It is a flamboyant point of wealth, but, like, I don't see how Jay-Z needs to imagine. That would be a studio rapper. But, like, I don't see where, like, he needs to imagine a flamboyant way to spend his wealth. He just has done a lot of things that are pretty flamboyant, so it's more realistic.
1: But I think he also doesn't, he, I think he also kind of says is that he's not necessarily flashy well, but about was his money. this is just more of
0: like in general, right? Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about flashy or flat, whatever, when you're talking about Jay Z, like
1: he's making like, like lifelong investments.
0: That he's been wealthy since this point. And he never stopped being wealthy, and he really was living that life. You saw him at a, like, since I'm a kid, Jay Z, rich people life, doing that shit. Met all the famous people, met Obamas, all that shit. Like, the kind of shit you don't just do if you're regular
1: well I think also Beyonce I think it was like when like the two of them really got together I think it started like that's you know, when a lot of other up.
0: people started paying attention to him. girls um no I don't know <laughs> I mean I imagine certain people were paying attention because be, I mean his rap was still pretty tight but I definitely think he got a different demographic of people into the pop sphere who liked Beyonce crossover yeah love. yeah But right off the jump, he's like, yo, I spit that other shit. That's a nice motherfucker shit. That fed time followed me around. Deep cover shit. You beer money. I'm all your money. You know, it's just the kind of comparison where it's like, this is... I'm not like y'all. Like, you know, I'm just... I'm really not. Stop trying to, like, compare it. I am over there living this top... Or you can compare it, but I'm over here doing the real shit. I actually have lived these lives. You know, I've accomplished certain things. It's like when 50 Cent raps about getting shot. You're like that's fair he got shot that's yeah. a fair point they <laughs> they he he did take nine straw he took nine bullets and he did in fact take it in stride so when he wrote that line the great 50 you're like okay that makes sense mm-hmm. in the same way that when jay-z's like you know knocked up fucked up in the game money i got bail money double XL money you know it's like i got everything i'm protected if shit goes bad i got shit in place i can get people out of jail you got flashed out but time will reveal money that's one of my favorites man I think there's nothing that I enjoy looking at more than seeing people flashing small wealth on Facebook like I could probably get a fat stack of $20 Canadian bills like a good stack if I cashed out my whole paycheck on payday and asked for it in 20s and then I could hold up the stack and I could take the picture make him racks brah but then I don't have that money the X amount that I pay for rent's gonna disappear. The food money's gonna disappear. The this money's. And then when I'm left over, it's gonna be like a couple of bills. <laughs> Cause uh, there's lots yep. of other people that like to take my money from me in a corporate way, corporate thugging. That's how it works these days. Mm-hmm and uh i don't know i really like this song man it's just this flatterer back like i got blood money straight up thug money that brown paper bag under your mattress drug money which is right after how he's also got like proper money you know it's like he's just i understand this game i am the real deal you know you crazy you feel gazy i'm loco with the dope papo and he's pointing out you're just not real you're a bunch of fake fuckers that talk a lot of shit yeah and when you look in the music industry today and you look at the way the wealth is just like people renting cars for videos, people renting jewelries, people. I like it's not even a secret secret anymore. It's not even an open secret anymore. It's just nobody cares because everybody just assumes you don't own your shit in these videos. I don't know how we got to that place. But I mean,
1: I think people care when, like, you know, for example, when Beyonce and Jay-Z, like, filmed in the Louvre. Like, everybody was talking about that. Like, that was, like, pretty, like, I mean, that that was legit, you know? Whereas,
0: let's say I showed up and I had a Lamborghini in a video.
1: Yeah, people would probably think that that's not real.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, (laughs) I don't think that it would stop anything. I think i'd still make money off of that move i think and if i had a few hot girls dancing around me in bikinis shaking it and i just sat there like and the song was just if you
1: act the part yeah i guess i think that's what it is
0: and i'll, 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 I'll it's, but it would work yeah. like you watch the numbers come in i i know of somebody who is literally having a bunch of older people tell them how to make money with music he's a young attractive latino male and man the music he's making is so vapid but you know that a bunch of girls want to dance to it so it's gonna sell and it's just it just works it's so Mm -hmm. trendy like you know in five years nobody's gonna play that song but right now that song's gonna be like the hot shit so anyway I just I really like this man I like the way he says shit like original the jig is the future flow digital still busting the gap when shit gets critical and he like fucking fucks up the rhyme to make it all work I think um i don't know like overall it's pretty good i uh is this the one where he's like go on caught my flow um basically you'll you'll sell half because it's not as good it might not be this song but that's one of my favorite lines on on like this album like it's just this flossiness to how good he is you know and how the fact is that, like, oh, you're gonna keep complaining, so I'm gonna buy more diamonds so you can complain about more. Yeah. I'm gonna just rock more Versace. Oh, you're mad that I'm rich? Pfft, okay, bro, you, you ain't got nothing on it. I'm gonna bring it twice as hard. I'm gonna do some crazy shit. I'm inevitably make an album about buy art that you can't even heard of which did happen you ain't even heard of? yeah it's That's kind a terrible of,
1: sentence i don't care
0: okay there's ain't no manicurist <laughs> on board okay bonnie switch your plane i don't know i really liked it and then i learned today the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6 and yes i understand that like 30 to 40 grand cocksucker beat it is an acceptable answer to the question but i also now know it's engine size in a range rover And from what i saw the 4.6 engine was actually a less stable option so on the one hand it was more expensive etc but due to excess repairs you actually spent a lot more money so 444 jay-z would advise you to get the 4.0 today even if young jay-z would tell you to get the 4.6 and again you have to
1: know where to spend your money and like what to spend your money on like he obviously was at this point as much as he's saying he wasn't trying to floss he was a little bit flossy but like now he's kind of like you know what i'm gonna spend my money more wisely and still make moves and be able to like you know he's a billionaire he wants to maintain being a billionaire
0: well i feel like it's more um people questioning him and what he knows and people in their ignorance approaching him like he's not flossy he'll wear the fancy shit. no he's it, not flossy in the sense that he has to tell you about it but you're the type of guy that'll like walk up and be like yo what's the difference between a 4.0 and a 4.6 is a it's kind of pointing out that like yo you're so fucking fake you're trying to talk about some shit so yeah i know the difference because i have the kind of money to know what the difference is and you don't know the difference because you're just posing and keep in mind the song is called imaginary player so in this context the floss back like that totally does make a lot of sense um, I like this song. I thought it was super fun to listen to. And like I said, uh, the fact that like the music video actually enhances the experience is such a rare thing in my opinion. So I give it a 4.515. It's fucking dope.
1: Alright, well, the streets are watching. Is watching.
0: It's like... I don't know how many people are really like Jay Z that really successfully migrated into corporate America and success as quickly and successfully as he did. Okay. Which kinda makes sense for um, when you hear shit like Streets is watching and why like this song came out. And whereas a lot of like some of the stuff he's describing here, like you hear people talking about it all the time now and it's super real now like i don't know how many people were writing songs about this kind of shit back then because i don't know how many people had to worry about that kind of shit back then And this is just something i'm speculating like i'm not saying it from a place where i know what the fuck i'm talking about i'm saying like how many people really transition that fast as jay-z on their debut album from that former life you know and then you start seeing the death of somebody like biggie coming in what's your mind frame gonna be like you know and then i had to point out something because uh, Ritz he's a, he's a rapper people have heard of mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of Ritz But something about Ritz Just bothers me You could call me a hater for the amount of hating I've done on him but I would say I'm being objective That he's a little bit hyped up But he goes chicka, chicka, gee, A lot Like a lot <laughs> in his songs
1: It's a thing
0: But, then, like I heard, in his but then I heard Jay Z do it here And I'm like no your whole thing you got from a jay-z song i'm like that's not that cool i mean it's cool that jay-z did it but like just the way that ritz did this because the jiggy jiggy yeah thing that jay-z does here i swear it's the same thing that ritz does now i'm like no fucking way anyway that's fine that's not really the point of this song how do you feel about this song
1: um well i'll just talk about like some of the key points um He's kind of talking about, like, how, like, people are watching him on the streets. And, um, like, he mentions, like, if you, like, you'll be famous if you kill him because he's so famous or, like, a legend or whatever. It's, like, the same way, like, everybody knows, like, John like Lennon's killer and things like that. Like, if you're just, like, that famous for killing, like, a legend, unfortunately. Um, but he also has, like, a big ego. Like, he's definitely saying, like, I'm somebody to be, like, fucked with, basically. Um, And, like, he's always going to, like, have, like, the connection to the streets. And because of that, um, you know, he's kind of, like, fearing that there's always going to be somebody waiting for him in, like, the shadows. And, like, waiting for him to, like, mess up or, like, come to the wrong area. Like, you know, or say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing or you know, expose someone because, you know, they were there when something happened, you know, like, like, you know, obviously he was involved in some criminal activity um, and like all of these people are basically like waiting to take him out and kind of like take him down because, you know, he's like, oh, I'm so successful, blah, 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 blah. And people are like, you know, it's enough of this. And, you know, if somebody was maybe like his enemy, like back in the day, like on the streets, like, you know, they're maybe still waiting for him or whatever. Um, So it's like that sort of like reality for him. Um, But he has to keep living even though he did some bad things and knew some dangerous people and you know like the the fact that his criminal life is part of him it's part of his life and like the streets and like the you know like the gang wars or whatever like things maybe he was involved with like people never forget like the things that he did and for um you know like he talks a lot about it and you know in later songs um the things that he kind of got up to and for some of like the like the you know who he sold crack to and how he sold it and things like that like it was um i think it's basically just like the realities of you know like the his past behavior affecting his current life today and like what and how it's going to continue and always will continue to affect his life um rich or poor um and i think that that's kind of interesting so it's good um i think the beat was good on this one i give it a 4.25 on five
0: yeah i really like this song um so from like the point of view it really is like him coping with the fact that on the one hand he is still a streets guy and the streets is watching him now especially with his wealth on the other hand he's a famous motherfucker and so like and he really exemplifies look if i shoot you i'm brainless but if you shoot me then you're famous what's that to do and that's like a a thing that I think a lot of celebrities, I mean, even down to quasi-famous YouTubers describe as they have all these little cats, like you'll have like a, a channel like mine who has gained something but not really anything significant, who may go out there and start doing hit pieces on like bigger people to gain buzz or to whatever. If that person responds to me, even if they shoot me and try to destroy my career, I'll still gain because they won't. What, and then if he shoots this guy in real life he's over his, his life ends he has so much to lose but if this other person clips him he's boosted he's now the guy who shot jay-z so if i take out that person and i have a successful hit piece then you're kind of like h3h3 and their whole ascent was really that they character assassinated a lot of people on fucking youtube and they got famous for it and so you look at it and it's kind of like you see this like if you translate an actual life into your corporate identity or into anything else this is a prevalent thing all over you know when the streets is watching blocks keep clocking waiting for you to break make your first mistake can't ignore it. that's the fastest way to get extorted and then it's the realization that now you can't fuck up you can't have a problem when you're starting to play real games you basically have to be perfect you'll see a lot of petty people when you have expectations for them be like what you expect me to be perfect i'm like i expect you not get caught you know that's kind of what it is like you don't get caught you don't have to be perfect it's like if if you're gonna cheat you can do it in a way where you're stupid or you can do it in a way where you don't get caught i'm not trying to advocate it i'm saying that (laughs) there's a smart way to approach bad behavior if it's something you're going to engage in I guess And if you know people are going to be watching you Like For the rest of my life I know that I'm on the internet now I have to be aware of the fact That if I tweet some shit It can get like connected back to me here Cause in a way The way the internet behaves now Where people like snipe you out And look for shit Is a really interesting thing Cause a lot of what he's describing in this song Is what it feels like to be on the internet In 2019 and this kind of expense to civilians, to everybody. It's, it's a civilians. weird thing. Like, people who, like, if they're to a degree, if people want to call me an asshole online, fair game. I put opinions online. I didn't have to do that. But you, person watching this, could have made a comment on somebody's dog eight years ago and just get clipped <laughs> for nothing. Yeah. Look at this motherfucker. He said the dog was ugly. Fuck him. Get him fired from his job. And in a sense, it's not that different than, say, Jay-Z trying to have a successful rap career and jealous motherfuckers looking for opportunities to clip him and extort him for it. And, what, you know, like it's just interesting, man. His time is money. And 25, he can't afford it. So every second of his life, his existence is precious, right? And if he does make the kind of mistake that can land you in jail for first-degree murders and whatnot that's a lot of lost revenue all things considered yeah um anyway he flows on through and he just kind of like points out with this verse it's like these people are trying to hurt me and to stop me and meanwhile, I'm going out there and being super successful, taking pictures of the ladies. I'm very public, and these people actually want to kill me. So I'm winning, but it's, it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then you get the chorus, when the streets is watching, blocks keep clocking, waiting for you to break, make your first mistake, can't ignore it. And that's just such a powerful sentiment that it's worth repeating and, worth, and it's worth having as the hook, right? Like, yep. the point is, you can't fuck up. And if you look at the people who hold on to power, Not the people who gain power, but the people who can keep power, they can only keep power because they fucked up or whenever they fucked up they got the consequences and since that point they haven't fucked up since and that's what you can do you're allowed to fuck off for a little bit but from that redemption point where you're supposed to be better you're not allowed to ever fuck up again and if you do character assassination it's over we're way past the point where you know womanizing alcoholics are allowed to be presidents and revered as great people go look into the personal lives of so many of your great heroes do you know JFK had a secret, like, passageway for local women to, like, come up into the uh, back room and fuck them, like, you know, in the middle of the day, and you just have booty calls all day. That's
1: interesting. We both talked about JFK today. I don't know how that came well, about. you
0: probably put it in my brain, but when you think about power and shit, just how it works, we were okay with JFK smashing woman after woman
1: Marilyn and Monroe. being
0: all sorts of disrespectful. But, you know if somebody like Trump wanted to fuck some ladies side of his wife well, the whole world has yeah, a huge fucking
1: problem yeah that's already happened it's you that porn
0: star well my point is why is it okay for jfk to fuck anybody and we're like oh that's stud. he was just fucking all your grandma she was in dc may have fucked him in that period okay that's like <laughs> how like serious it was if she was there and he seduced it was going down okay well and yeah it's was the like,
1: president it's your duty
0: so now it's why is American it that duty. donald trump <laughs> Another powerful type of person. Oh, he's it's, an asshole.
1: Oh, he's gross. I know. But that's how we feel. <laughs>
0: sure. But the behavior's not that different. But
1: it's different too. I think because, well, I mean, I'm not justifying it. But it's, like it's he's, not, oh, he had to pay her.
0: One was in the 60s. One was in the 2010s. Yeah, I think it was like. That's what's, what was like different. One
1: was voluntary and one was
0: jfk didn't really get caught he died first i think and we found out a lot of this after i don't actually know i wasn't alive back then maybe that's part of it
1: i think they know you're not alive back in like the 60s
0: and then um trump got caught that's what anyway so you can't get caught because if you get caught you get public cases and extortions and whatever but then we get to that third verse And that's when, like, a whole lot of shit... Did I skip the second verse? I might have just skipped it. You know, the second verse is kind of like people want to come at you and test you and make sure uh, that you are what you say you are. It's like, you know, the patience required to not retaliate is he compares it to a full-time job. And, like everybody just because you're winning just because you're you're doing well it's like they want to chip away at your wealth rather than figuring out a way to acquire their own wealth like everybody wants a piece of your skrilla so you got to keep it real or kidnap want to steal you broke want uh, want no cash they just want to kill you for the fame they don't know the rules this are blame and want to blow your cool and you see that all over like for every legitimate software company there's a bunch of bullshit software companies fucking up the game for every good blog there's 20 shitty blogs trying to fuck up the game for every piece of success you have you have a bunch of copycat asshole jealous clones just trying to steal a little bit of whatever in the middle there's so many parallels it's fucking crazy and then you get to that third verse where it's real shit. See, what I like to point out is that I think one of the differences that you as a person can use to like spot the difference between the real reals and the fakety fakes is do they lose? There's no such thing as a person who is on the real reel forever that won forever. You lose. You have moments. So uh, when you hear a rapper who somehow sold drugs forever and never had a single downfall, he's just always the winner maybe some parts of that story are a little glorified. not to say that there aren't people who didn't like there are different degrees of losing, but everybody has moments of failure and every honest leader is open about the moments of failure and that's what I like about this third verse because he makes sure to put that shit. Into it, you know. So my street mentality flip breaks forever. You no, know, me and my money, we like aren't co-defendants code We stick together. Say shit, whatever for this cheddar Around my game into the ground, hustle harder till secret indictment time came around. You know. So like, shit, I grinded and grinded and grinded and. I was so committed to the money to the point where the government's coming after me and shit. So, oh, fuck, I'm too hot. So now I network out and I get a whole bunch of other people to come into it. And then he kind of pulls them together. Let's play fair. I'm trying to take you young cats. I'm trying to make you into men. If you do what I got to do. And it's literally like what you hear other people describing in other rap songs. Only Jay-Z actually the guy who was the one paying these fucking kids to do what he's got to do. And then, you know, he kind of like set up the operation and then Um, the hard times fell upon us. Half of my staff had warrants. The other half in the casket lay dormant. I felt like life was cheating me. For the first time in my life, I was getting money. But it was like my conscience was eating me. And that's the type of shit that a real man will talk about. When I say a real man, I mean like a type of person who is talking from their experience and their soul. He's not just painting a picture like he's a glorified winner. He's like, I won, but this is the cost I had to pay. Like the fact is, it's like I'm making all this money, but literally I've killed these kids kids like literally these kids are in jail because of me you know and then was this a lesson god teaching me was he saying that i was playing the game straight from hell from which few came back like bad coke pimper die was my mind frame bad was thinking simplified from turning cocaine crack and you know how often do you really hear from the perspective of a drug dealer questioning the ethics of his drug dealing in that level of depth and honesty like mm-hmm. from a guy who clearly went through that transformation because he's now doing the music thing looking back like yo this is what happened
1: well i think killer mike did the same sort of thing i think that like he, he did
0: do that you know he
1: talks about like you know his regrets I knew and we
0: were gonna bring up killer mike because on uh, run the jewels there <laughs> is that one verse that killer mike really questions like how he sold coke to this lady and whatever yeah But on this case, it's more like J.C.'s contemplating, that these kids are dead because of me, you know. And then he finally flips it up, you know. Uh, Basically, we're going to sell for a whole bunch. Uh, And then, like, sorry, here's the plan for three straight weeks, slotted to block. But, you know, the game is food. It fucked me and my dudes. One drought can wipe up faster than the cops, and this unstable way of living just has to stop. Half my got time, we don't real things. By 94, it became the subject of half y'all rhymes. So, in a sense, with all of the crime, mafiosa shit that's being rapped about, and the way the story is being painted, Jay is establishing, like, yo, this is actually shit that I did. And even though we all worked real hard and there was a lot of situations that made money. He then follows on to go public apologies to the families and those caught up in my shit. But that's the life for us lost souls brought up in this shit. So, how many kids grew up without a father because of Jay Z, you know? How many people have crack mothers? How many people's families are just ruined because of his activities selling this shit? And that accountability and ownership is, it's like you don't hear that very many places like you don't you don't hear it anywhere anymore so to hear jay-z spitting that shit as an ex-drug dealer turn into a business tycoon it really is a cool message that needs to be taught to people that like a you should feel sorry for the things you did wrong in your past and you should use that as motivation to like Flip shit, you know? Yeah. Shit, why risk myself? I just write it in rhymes and let you feel me. And if you don't like it, then fine. The mind state of a who boosted the crime rate so high in one city they sent national cards to get me. Shit, bitch, who's fucking with me? The streets. So, to floss out at the end to say that you single handedly had such an impact that they had to deal with you like that, but also to point out how, in light of the life you're living on the streets, so it is a track for the streets, for these people to go, yo. I live this life I feel you You can feel me Through this music But maybe there's A different way And that's what I learned Because yo These are some of the Consequences to this life You may not think about Once you pop it And I'm like I just wasn't expecting That level of like anything And I know maybe I should have been Expecting it but damn Jay-Z, you got me into feels on that one. You got me into thinkings on that one. The way you delivered every line is fucking ridiculous on it. I don't know if I'm loving the beat hundred percent, but it grew on me the more I listened to it. So I'm landing this shit at a four point five on five. This is like like it's it's sometimes like the nineties beats are just I don't know, man. It's so hit or miss. Like sometimes I love it and sometimes I'm just like, yep. that's a good beat that he rapped over, but I'm not loving it. Anyway i kind of hope jay-z watches this video and then i hope that he thinks we're a friend and not a foe
1: exactly
0: 98 edition on the last album there's a song called friend or foe where some boys come into this neighborhood and you know he's questioning are they friend or foe they're foes a little bit and then he walks in he kind of robs them and he steals all their uh, their keys of cocaine and he basically says, "Never, ever, 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 ever come back on here no more, mm-hmm. or there's gonna be some problems." Well, guess what? Those guys didn't listen.
1: Mm-mm. They did
0: not take him very serious. Nope. So, for Serial bunny, can you <laughs> proceed to tell us what this song is about?
1: Um, so yeah, I mean that's basically what it is. It's like these guys disobeyed him, and you know, he they he they showed up, and he's like, he's gotta be serious. He has to show them what he's gonna do and um and he finds out um that these guys were like hiding in a hotel or something um with some other guys and like a bunch of guns and then jay shows up and like he goes to like with one of them um or finds one of them and then like punches the guy and then takes his car and i guess that's it like i wasn't really sure what else like happened there um yeah that's it i mean it's it's a two minute long song so um, i don't know what else there is to take away from that um i gave it a 3.5 on 5.
0: well i think something that's different here is that it's a little less stream of consciousness pensive while well, it still is because i i feel like almost everything jay-z has written so far on this album
1: it's like he's a man of his word or which something, is cool because
0: but... i'm really into that stream of consciousness type of shit but this is a lot more of the storytelling side of shit like i'm done talking Ran right up in the spot, gun smoking, shot it in the air, one woke him. So like you're picturing him running in, pop. guy wakes up like what the fuck you know thinking to himself what provoked this?" like holy shit i don't know what's going on his thoughts is racing like a vulcan which is apparently both a motorcycle bike used for racing purposes and vulcans in star trek have crazy powerful fucking minds that's a double entendre motherfuckers i swear i saw a light bulb when he finally realized it was the culprit and you can now you're honestly picturing this fictional person in your mind and you you see that moment where it clicks and, he, and the way he's describing it play out remember me from friend or foe when i told you don't ever come here no more now he's letting you the listener know the context for the rest of the story mm-hmm. so i went back and listened to another song to make sure i know what the fuck happened now he's like time to pay and he's just kind of like considering yo we buy rims with all those coke we sold after your shit it was whatever but you promised and it's really no fun that i find you a motel six with all these guns and you can almost picture him like the megalomaniacal villain like you promised but you broke the rules Mm -hmm. and now you will die and that kind of like you know feel to it and then he just kinda like has him looking around the room, scouring the situation, playing it out. He knows he's got guys everywhere. But what this guy didn't know is that he in this two motel town has plugs at these motels and already knew about the situation. So it's a sec fucking setup and then the guy when he wakes up he goes boy you know who you don't know fucked with and i love when he goes a gun in your face and that's all you can come up with because like that's how the movies and shit always show it like you know who you don't know fuck with pop
1: Like yeah.
0: let's be real if a gun's in your face maybe there should be a little more like don't kill me or something <laughs> you know then oh you fucked it now you're fucked at that point in the context of what he's described in this song anyway big shout out to uh big he's unbelievable which is a good song mm-hmm. and so that was cool and then it just kind of ends and i thought this was clever right because it's a fun short little storytelling jam where uh, jay-z shows again his tactful business thinking like the lesson you're supposed to take from this is you don't because remember in the last song the streets is watching right so you can't fuck up you can't make mistakes etc and it like ties in to that and then okay and i feel like there's a flow for the album because a really good album tend to have the flow so you have the intro like i'm i legit this city is mine i'm here i'm the king i'm the cool guy i know what the girls like you know flossing y'all are fake y'all don't know what it is y'all are jealous y'all are watching me the struggles of being the kingpin allow me to show you how i stayed the kingpin in friend or phone 98 to give you a little tangible example of how to avoid getting caught with your pants down. And then he gives this little description of, you know, how some foes he made came back and he was two steps ahead of them because he's fucking intelligent and they're not. And Mm -hmm. then, boom, he caps the motherfucker. So I give it a 4.25. I thought it was cool. All right. Well, I guess we can uh, talk about how, lucky me, I get to be around Bonnie. This is one of those songs where, like, the music gives you a peaceful, airy, nice feeling you know you're kind of vibing to it Mm -hmm. jay-z's like yeah i don't even know every day i'm living with distress got up the streets you think i caress can't even enjoy myself out at a party unless i'm on the dance floor hot ass vest you think i'm freaking these chicks right i try not to brush against their chest you get a lawsuit for shit like that harvey weinstein should have listened to jay-z back in the day (laughs) This is
1: before the Me Too movement.
0: Well, I mean, the Tupac case had gone down, and there's probably been a couple others that were ever, so there is this now, like, oh, shit, I'm not careful with how I approach women, and if I get perceived as sexually harassing them in the club, it's bad. So I don't know that Jay-Z thought it was actually bad to brush up against a woman's chest. Well, no, I think
1: it's what it is, is more that he's like he's well aware that he's a rich guy and people are trying to get money out of him any way that they can ah. so a lawsuit is a clear thing that a woman can be like oh he touched my breast i'm gonna get money out of this but guy it
0: also in a weird sense is some foreshadowing shit that men for the, for the next like 20 years should have listened to because how many dudes are gonna end up still getting clipped on this shit because you know some woman's gonna come up and be like he raped me and i feel bold enough to talk about it and i'm not trying to diminish these women or anything no, like it's, that
1: it's the people who say it and it I'm, didn't I'm happen the, those but, are the fucking but i'm assholes. saying that there's
0: still a lot of people where it did happen where the story hasn't come out yet and the story will come out one day and then you're gonna i'm gonna think back to jay-z going no no no, man i don't want your boobies touching me i don't want a fucking lawsuit or some shit yeah and you're gonna be like jay-z really was smart man because how many people are literally going oh you see me out here with these hot fine ass girls but the truth of it is it's not even fun because i can't touch them and there's a music video here where you can imagine how jay-z wanted to maybe touch a little bit Mm -hmm. we'll get to that um and i just love the fact that again it's some real shit. like it's some stuff that really happens like tech nine had a a situation where he almost got sued for like child porn or whatever because like a 17 year old flashed her tits at a concert And he got blamed for it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, man, the the things people will try to do to make, especially in the States, you know what you can't do in Canada? You can't sue an individual. We don't have that lawsuit shit like y'all have up there. But that's for real, man. Anyway, uh, it kind of flows out like at the funeral party. uh, Give me any. Sorry. There's a sense in this song also where he's going to die young. Um, give me any amount of time don't let mrs. Carter grieve at the funeral parlor dripping tears on my sleeve told the yeah. judge didn't budge it was him or me and I ain't trying to be hard I'm charged as guilty but put my mercy on this card and my faith in God I'm praying none of my nephews want to be stars lucky me so it's like wow man is a point where and apparently both of his nephews are in fact currently trying to be stars as they write their raps and stuff but like um, just the fact where it's such a painful experience to have this music situation and all the stress where it's like it looks away But he's like, yo, I don't even wish this. on my next-to-kin and whatnot And then he hates girls with ulterior motives because you know, that's a bad yeah, thing
1: He wants people to be open and honest with him
0: and that's why he's 20 plus years no sons or daughters Hold up, Jigga. Weren't you talking about on other songs how you'd fuck anybody and you're okay with that shit? I digress. Yep. Maybe it's it's okay for you to be a gold digger if you're straight up about that shit and you're just being clear about what you want and it's the people who pretend like there's something else he doesn't like. Fair enough. I take it back. Um, Hate <laughs> hey, putting my life in the hands of fake promoters here to hate in my voice right? I hate that you noticed. And that got me thinking again about the Office Politics book where you're supposed to be able to screen your emotions and not actually give off your weakness so the fact that you can detect the hatred in his voice and how frustrated he feels and shit is in and of itself a sign of weakness so he hates that you notice that shit you know because people will take advantage of it and I, I was like wow man this song has a lot of power where he takes the idea of lucky me like I'm so fucking famous and shit but <laughs> Yo, hate the price of fame because it costs too much. Can I live without y'all saying I floss too much? Hate the way you make this hate flow through all of us. They're looking for, uh, for flaws through us. Lucky me. And that's such an interesting point. Like, why do so many people hate people who achieve success when they don't?
1: Because they can't have it. They're, they're jealous of them. And that's that's what it is. It's people who are just envious and jealous and greedy.
0: But like jay-z and i am saying is that it's not conducive to accumulating more wealth for yourself to be a fucking dick no, but those like those people
1: don't see that that's why they just stay there
0: i just wish more people would read some fucking books man because all this knowledge is out there and then everybody could grind and we could all live thing is man if we all grinded together instead of hating each other and being a little bit jealous and shit, we would all accomplish a lot. Like, like you could see how like the entirety of society could be organized into miniature cells of cooperatives that could like actually achieve critical mass on major issues. But instead, like one dude gets too much power in politics or this guy gets that chick pregnant and oh shit, that chick's not his wife. And how yep. this petty shit just comes out and it's fucking dumb. I wish people could just focus on the real shits. Um, i don't know people see you pretending to be friendly but i know any type of success breeds envy i know in the back of your mind you're conjuring ways to hem me leaving my friends in a circle pouring out honey. and you just get the sense of all of the stress of even the fact that you can't trust your friends but he's not just saying i can't trust you can't i can't trust my friends i'm on my own he's saying yo like even the people being nice to me are fucking around and being a serious problem with it Mm -hmm. i don't know man i really really appreciated this track i thought it was really cool to listen to and how he like just wants these sincere and honest relationships in his life Mm -hmm. but instead because of the world that he's living in people take some serious advantage of it and this song is really powerful and you know who else who else thought it was powerful it was mr lil wayne
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did read about that. Because Lil
0: Wayne tattooed Lucky Me on his neck and has a verse of this song tattooed on his leg. Fun anecdotes. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought it was another strong, powerful song showcasing the depth and interesting mind of Jay-Z, and I gave it a 4.5 on 5.
1: Okay. Um, I mean, I thought somebody else maybe had, uh, had heard this song and was inspired by it as well. Um, I'm gonna say Britney Spears. <laughs> She's so lucky. <laughs> She's a star. She, she cries, so, cries. I mean, like that, her song "Lucky," like it makes it's literally the same sort of like. Oh, poor me. I'm famous wah, song same sort of thing as this um, You know and like this is basically about him and like the spotlight and how he ne- can't necessarily trust people um, and people are always trying to get money out of him and um, He hopes like his nephews uh, Don't like you know end up being stars or don't want to end up being stars and he talks about them a couple times as well um, and He's kind of saying, like, he know he has what he deserves. Like, he worked hard to to be where he's at. And he's like, you know what? I don't care what other people think. Like, this is what I worked for. Like, this isn't like this is just, like, it didn't just come to me. Like, it wasn't just handed to me. Like, this was hard work and effort mm-hmm. um, is what he's saying that he put in. And he's like, I deserve what I get. So you deserve what you get, you know, if you kind of, like, don't put in, like, the effort. Um, and so, like, that's, for me, like, what I get out of it. Um, and people are going to hate him for it. And, you know, he, he's but he's not gonna like go out with a, without a fight and he's going to like hang on and he wants to like leave a, like a legacy. Like I think he also talks about like, you know, he wants to be able to like have a kid and like leave this for them. And like, so he wants to have that legacy. And I think that's, you know, when he had, um, you know, when, you know, him and Beyonce had like blue Ivy or whatever. Um, like, I feel like, like at that point, like that was like their first kid together. And I think that it was like, ah, like here's like, you know, the, kid that's going to like like carry their fortune and like their like legacy and they've i mean they've had three kids you know three kids now together but um like i think that that was like a huge thing like when you know she was born like she's like the royal reign or whatever um or the royal heir and um so anyways but i think it's just sort of like the struggle um that he has to live with you know because he's rich and famous and it's sort of dealing with like his life, his, his his past life, and like the struggles and like the things that he grew up with and like the, you know, what he knows and like kind of adjusting it to like the the rich life and he has to change like his mindset and, you know, obviously he did. It's, you know, not about crack. It's about, you know, rap now. And so it's about, it's a different game and what he's doing is different, but it's the same sort of like he has to be like cautious and like, you know, every move counts. Um, So I like the honesty. Um, I gave it a 4.4 on five. All
0: right, well Bonnie, will you always be my sunshine? Maybe so we were gonna go ahead and talk about that song so you got that little setup and then it cut to this and we're not talking about that song because we're gonna keep trying this part one part two thing like we want to take more time with these albums because i I personally think the reviews the last few weeks with the more time on each song has been a better experience the analytics say you're watching for longer so maybe it is working like that and um, just because i know y'all don't want to click on three hour videos we're gonna split it and that's what's up so we're gonna do the rest of the album we're gonna record it immediately after this so it'll just come out like the following day for y'all watching this um Anyway, care a lot about your comments. We thank you for being here with us. It really does mean the world. So special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Kudemsi, Chris Prado, DJ Black Hurricane, Jonathan Barnes, and Linda Williams. They support what we do. Help us get a new camera. They get to tell us what albums they want to review. Mm-hmm. So DJ Black Hurricane's next up on the list. And yeah, so we'll definitely come back and you'll see the next video for these remaining seven songs tomorrow.
1: There you go. Bye, guys.